Big D Entertainment, in association with Dipsy Doodle Productions, presents The Dave Holly Hour. Brought to you by Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th, The Sky in Tea, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Ale Hop Brewery Tours, Jesse Moffat Entertainment, and Sonny's Pizzeria. The Dave Holly Hour features Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment Conversations. A true lover of arts, entertainment, good food, and fun times, including an occasional Jack Daniels. Okay, so a few Jack Daniels. Here he is, Dave Holly. Great arts and entertainment conversations coming up in just a few minutes. Today on episode number 143, we talk with late night booming host Jack Unruh and the TV show's producer Mitchell Olson. Later in the show, we talk about a special event this fall for the White Spruce Chamber players as we visit with Brett and Laura Cooper. Plus, we'll give away the coveted weekly honorable mention, as well as draw for this week's winner, a pizza with a podcaster. What do you say we get this show started right? Time to grab your favorite beverage, lift it high, and toast it to being Thursday, a.k.a. Weekend Eve. Hey, the weekend isn't around the corner, it's here! So long, hump day in your frumpy way. We say hello to Thursdays with opening nights. The weekend is near and we can see the bright lights. Yes, Thursday, you're so hearty, we can't wait for Friday. So a day early, we start the party. All right, lift them high, everybody. Depending upon the time of day or where you might be, it's probably safe to always have milk. But if it's a place where you can have something else, feel free. You know me, as I put this together every Wednesday night, Jasper Newton, a Jack Daniels, Diet Coke with a lie. And toast to proper driving. Yeah, it, it does happen. Carrie and I were driving to XL Chiropractic, her place of work, also a show sponsor. Thank you very much. And uh, as we're, we're getting there, uh, we, we're taking Western over to 49th, up to Oxbow, over, etc. We're behind a motorcycle. And, of course, you know, you get skittish around motorcycles. We've had some fatalities of late and so forth. And so we are always trying to drive as properly as possible change lanes with blinkers and so forth well there's this motorcyclist in front of us going the speed limit making the proper lane changes and yes using turn signals whoever you were sir congratulations on knowing how to drive properly the Weekend Eve Toast has been brought to you by Ale Hop Brewery Tours. Let Jason get you there so you can indulge without the responsibility. Talk about something that will get you there properly driving. On Facebook, James went on to compliment Ale Hop on their knowledge of the local craft beer scene. No matter what brewery in Sioux Falls is your favorite, Ale Hop Brewery Tours gets you and your friends there in a really cool van. They also make a stop at one of the distilleries, although I think it's just one distillery we have. All you have to do is enjoy the beer or the spirits. Book your private tours at alehopbrewerytours.com. Already out and about on the weekend, then hop on a public tour. 
For more info, call 605-777-2183, 605-777-2183. Ale Hop Brewery Tours, where micro fans meet micro brews. All right, it is time to pick a lucky winner of Pizza with a Podcaster. Everyone that follows the Dave Holly Hour on Facebook is automatically entered, as are those that uh, follow us on Instagram. We draw one name each week. And this week, congratulations, Erica Johnson. Erica Johnson wins a pizza from Sonny's Pizzeria. Congratulations. We'll be in touch. Get you all set up for some jowl-dropping, show-stopping, thin-crust pizza. Mm -hmm. Pizza with a podcaster. Brought to you by Sonny's Pizzeria, right across from USF at 26th and Waltz, and Sonny's at 81 on South Phillips. Check out the very fun and incredibly flavorable, flavorful and flavorable menu online. Sonny'sPizzeria.com Honorable What is on the horizon for Dave to be tickled by this weekend? Downtown Sioux Falls will host its ninth annual Downtown Riverfest from 4.30 until 11. This year it will be in Faywick Park, a little different location than past years due to construction. Now, friends of the Dave Hollyhammer, Matt D. in the Roadside Revival hit the stage at 6.30. So get there for that, if nothing else. Lots of fun stuff to take in. I know that there's also... On Saturday from 1 until 5, over at Sunday's Pizzeria, by the way, there will be a pop-up art show. And I'm going to be over there after I get off my regular job at 4 o'clock. I'll make my way over there because there's a few pieces I have in mind. Okay. Hey, later in the show, this fall, the White Spruce Chamber Players will present the world premiere of a piece written specifically for them. Brett and Laura Cooper, they'll tell us all about it. Late Night Boomin' hits the TV airways this fall. They'll be recording an episode or two at the Washington Pavilion Belbus Theater tonight. Host Jack Unruh and producer Mitchell Olson join us next on the Dave Holly Hour. Helping women feel empowered and confident is what Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th does while supplying high quality clothing that fits your lifestyle, personality, and price point. Whether you want comfy and cozy, casual attire, or something for a special occasion, Posh provides quality, selection, and value. They carry sizes extra small to 3X and have something appropriate for any age. Feel empowered and get confident. Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th. Dr. Perry Langston and Dr. Corey Tooney know excellence is in you. That's why they provide you with excellent care at XL Chiropractic, improving your overall health in spirit, body, mind, and will. Get results the natural way. Arrange a consultation, 605-332-9235 or exochiros.com. Excellent care for excellent people. XL Chiropractic, located at 4309 South Racket Drive in Sioux Falls. For him, every day is a holly day. Here again, Dave Holly. Welcome back, everybody. It is such a pleasure. You knew I was going to say it, didn't you? Okay, as I say it all the time, it is such a pleasure to talk to Sue Land, Sue Empire, Arts and Entertainment. It's great to have 
Repeat guests, it's great to have new guests. You get your double pay today because we have one of each. <laughs> From Late Night Boomin', his second appearance on the show, the host, Jack Unruh. How are you? I'm fantastic. How are you? If I were any better, I'd be twins. <laughs> twins? Back, yeah, back when I weighed over 400 pounds, most people thought I was. <laughs> <laughs> and he brings with him the newly appointed producer uh, of late yes. night booming the one the only the legendary mitchell olson thank you good morning dave great to see you good to see yeah, you and and you know what's great about this is i always talk about you know records and so forth you know uh went over the ten thousand download mark in, uh, a couple of weeks ago oh yeah that is so, awesome. thank you yeah uh, he's legendary uh, yes. you know and uh this is uh, episode number 143 wow. so you just keep going and over 300 guests but you mitchell olson just by your presence automatically set a new record oh, the tallest, the tallest. Guest. <laughs> i believe that i believe that because i rarely see people taller than me and right. it's happened Have you like, ever? at an airport before oh and wow. you kind of i'll like look at them and they we just kind of look at you each other <laughs> yeah, yeah. obviously we're like some kind of a basketball player but you kind of look at each other and there's this understanding of like don't ask you know just kind of like we know you're tall just keep moving kind of a thing and there's like like a wink yeah. a head nod do you, do you like wave to each other just because you're tall right yeah we're in some like secret club Hidden together language, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah that's a good point i don't think there are too many people taller than me right yeah. and, and do those tall secrets go over everybody else's head <laughs> yes yeah. exactly exactly how Lots tall good... are you are you seven seven feet yes seven eight oh, okay yep seven feet i think wow. i am probably shrinking with age i mean that happens well, so <laughs> but uh i know that i was seven feet at one point and so i just kind of continued it right. to say seven feet yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right jack wow big things are happening for late night booming uh, yeah hopefully yeah <laughs> so first of all uh, let's talk that uh you know this podcast comes out on thursdays which means today oh. is another live taping it's show day it's show day that's it's show amazing day at the washington pavilion the belbus theater yes <laughs> and it is uh, such a great uh, time when everybody goes there and you guys fill it up yeah, and, actually, and that's a yeah. Thing. yeah it's know? it's yeah. Yeah, it's getting there isn't it? it's getting almost to the point where we need a new a bigger a bigger theater to, yeah. <laughs> so that would be exciting wouldn't it we'll be doing this in the premiere center before you yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> absurdly large yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, who's gonna open kenny chesney or yeah yeah yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. kenny chesney to open four like, <laughs> yeah, yeah we, you know so we got so we can get him on the show then all right so let's talk about uh the big things happening uh and then we'll get into this week's show, and then we'll talk about how Mitchell came along and and uh, decided to join the troop. And then um, there's one question that's really eating at me because I I know that you've got this old curmudgeon uh, Potter. <laughs> yes, that's, yes, we got to talk. Show producer, he's one of our favorites. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we're gonna have to find out. You know, is there gonna be heads button? Oh I yeah, know, so we got to dig into some Potter. <laughs> yeah, for, sure. for sure, for <laughs> sure. Uh, but uh, anyway, the big news, of course, is the fact that. Uh, not just YouTube anymore. Starting September 10th. Truly late night booming. Yes. Now, let's see if I've got this right now, because it's going to be after SNL. Yep. On KDLT. Yes. But then it's also going to end up on Fox, correct? Yep. Okay. At 930. At 930. Yes. Same night. Okay. Yep. So 
So I guess technically Fox first. My God, first. I can watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what my, my aunt was like, you know, this is way too late for me. And then right. she's like, you should make it like early morning booming. Like, <laughs> 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 it, it's strictly because of the name. Right. right. And, right. and, you know, the other thing is, you know, there, there aren't many places open anymore after like 10 or 11 o'clock at night in I know. this town. I know. Gosh, that's true, isn't it? Yeah. You used to be able to go to like McDonald's right. at like midnight. It was the yeah. best thing ever. But even gas stations are closed now at yeah. like 11 o'clock at night. I'm like, what? I yeah, thought funny you were 24 you hours. Yeah. <laughs> we, had, we had been to the uh, the mighty Red Rock over at Rowena uh, on Saturday night for Crazy Frank Karaoke. And we're driving back and we knew we were going to need gas before going to uh, see my elderly mother in Rock Rapids on Sunday morning. And we thought we were going to have enough. And it's like, right as we're getting to that Casey's out there on mm-hmm. uh, 26th. Yeah. Oh, better get gas. So my wife pulls in, puts the credit card in, and pulls the pump out, and the lights go out. What? Like no they, tur- way. they turned it they off? They turned off the canopy lights over top of the, uh, <laughs> the gas station part, and they're starting to flick off all. Uh, but the guy looks out and just waves, like, oh, go ahead. My gosh, we yeah. were able to get gas to get home then. <laughs> Terry, good luck finding the pump. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is annoying. But I suppose since most gases are, you know, credit card, you stick a card in, right. they, they feel like they can at least close down the, the chips and the, and the sodas and that part of it <laughs> yeah, early. Yeah, but that's the is, best part. That's the part that I want. Oh, yeah, no. that is, no. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Before we start talking about a show again, um, <laughs> go to snack at a convenience store, Jack. Oh, oh my goodness. Well, see, I'm very, I'm always wanting to try the new gimmicks. Like if somebody comes out with a gimmick, I'm mm-hmm. falling for it. I'm all in. Like Oreo snack cakes, oh, I'm buying them, you know, really? oh. or like uh, they come out with like new Reese's, new form of Reese's I'm buying it uh, just because it's new yeah well you know? it uh, it and it's Reese's yeah yeah and it's literally they can't screw up yeah they can't how about you what's your go-to oh I I tell you what this is a shame because it's actually uh, if I can find the ruffles that are uh the cheddar and sour cream oh and then if on the grill they have a cheddar worst oh Oh yeah, those are good. That's going in the gullet. Uh, yep. Gas station yeah. hot dogs and brats are like they're, good. On the, they're yeah. so good. Yep. Sometimes they've got than that like roller homework. science down. You know, <laughs> they got it yeah. down to a science. <laughs> Mitchell. Yes, my go-to. Yes. Um, I guess I do like something like a gummy bear or licorice, something that's not oh, messy. Okay. <laughs> like a gummy. And, yes. Yeah, yeah. And then for like soda, right now I'm all about a flavored Mountain Dew. Like they have all kinds of different flavors. In fact, oh, there's, true. there's like a website dedicated to where the gas stations are that have the different flavors. But, <laughs> yeah. but uh, I go with the watermelon flavor if I can find it. And so those are my go-tos. Yeah. Now, will, will that change once we hit uh, October and it'll be pumpkin spice? Well, that's what I'm wondering. Like, are they, or are they going to like stop all these different flavors? and which ones are they going to keep and I'm worried about that because I'm enjoying a couple of them it's like too good to be true right now you know what I mean there's too many good flavors out there right (laughs) I feel like they're going to pull a few of them out they probably will All right. so this is a show about uh, arts and entertainment (laughs) but even when we go off the rails it's entertaining that's that's for sure (laughs) All right. so how did this all happen and, and is this making dreams come true for you that uh, you know it'll be hitting the tv oh my goodness well here's the thing is it's just been like such a crazy journey because i think the last time we spoke on the podcast we had only done like two episodes um and so since then it's been really cool to kind of see 
you know, how, how some things have come together and the people that have been involved. Um, and we've been talking with Dakota news now. Um, and it's really cool because it seems that they, like, they really are kind of excited about mm -hmm. this. And so they're like giving us this, a really cool opportunity and being able to air it on TV. Um, and so we've been just kind of working with them and saying like, can we do this? And, uh, now it's to the point where, you know, it's about to premiere on TV. And so it's just getting so Ooh. exciting. Yeah. 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 And uh, so somebody's going to be in the editing booth for a while, are they? Yes. I think they've already <laughs> kind of started working on okay. that, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, many hours in the basement. <laughs> yeah. <Yes. laughs> many hours. Yes. Because that is kind of a cool part. They're trying to get it down to what, like 29 minutes about. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and so because we're going to include the commercials into the show, which is kind of a cool thing that we're doing. Right. And, um, and make them part of the show. And no breaks. Of, right. So no no breaks yeah. so it does make it a bit more uh interesting to try to to uh try to get the, all of that material into those those 28 or 9 minutes right right it's an interesting challenge <laughs> that's for sure that's for sure yeah and i'm glad that i don't edit video <laughs> audio not a problem not a problem that video thing trying to get everything to fit <laughs> oh. and you know the dave holly hour is rarely an hour it's usually about an hour and 16 because <laughs> it's a podcast and i don't have to worry about those time true, constraints yeah, but you really don't have to worry about the time constraints when you're filming and and uh you know getting everything taped for this um so then it gets as mitchell said you know down to the 29 minutes yeah and so that's because we, we just let it go because sometimes yes. like spontaneous things will happen true and then you just let it fly and know? i guess that's the cool part about this sort of a live show is that we can do that and we can add things that may not even make it to tv true but that also makes it a bit tougher for editing because it's like you don't want to cut the really good right stuff and then you. sometimes we'll add some extra things in there and they'll be so great we wouldn't we don't want to cut those either right right uh so then it becomes difficult to decide where to put those but i remember even when i was on shows um like letterman or rosie o'donnell they would time those shows perfectly yeah so that there wasn't any editing and there would be a clock ticking down to when the commercial break was coming and the host knew it and the sort of the guest and when you got closer to it they would kind of start to wrap up that conversation and then they go to a commercial and it was like a, only a three minute commercial break or whatever they give you for commercials and boom you're back live and so there was literally no editing and it does get there I, i'm mm -hmm. assuming and so that'll be kind of fun to see how this works and if we get to a point where it's just where we know exactly how many minutes each segment's going to take right. us yeah but right it, now we yeah. just don't and some of these games we don't know how long they're going to last and you may have noticed too like sometimes <laughs> we'll do like a game and it just keeps going and going but um we need to somehow make those shorter so we're trying things new it's things like testing those challenge. games out let's, first let's pitch a pumpkin at a uh, yeah. radar gun <laughs> let's yeah. let's you know let's just see what happens across the theater and hold <laughs> right. but i'm sure like i mean even with the podcast like isn't it the best like when you just get into like a really good role in the oh, conversation exactly just, go, yeah, just like this I mean? one's going yeah, yeah it's just yeah. we're having fun i'm planning to be here till four okay you know? and it's a lot of problem right well <laughs> actually i need to be gone by about three because i have a four oh, o'clock okay. i'm recording somewhere else so. oh no okay, okay. yeah we'll continue on the phone as so okay. yeah. <laughs> text message yeah yeah <laughs> uh, go ahead and tick talk or snapchat i'm not real good with those yet <laughs> yeah, i'm not really old. either but don't worry <laughs> mitchell what made you say hey i gotta be a part of this well it's interesting i mean we have a little bit of a strange history jack and i have of um like well i guess i met you a couple of years ago and before you even started the this one at the washington pavilion you were doing something at 
the was it the where was it the height the was that, uh, USF USF yeah yeah so I was kind of helping a little bit with that or we had met a couple of times and and I even brought in Sean Cable to be the first guest at that particular one and I kind of look at those shows a little bit like a test run in a way yeah. I mean beta yeah, yeah so it's in beta it's exactly. in the beta stage that's a great great analogy yeah so um but it was definitely a way to see that this was something and it could be bigger and better and it just and that's what has happened but um it was cool to be part of that very early stage of, of testing this and seeing how it works and um and so then that's kind of how i got looped back into it once it started happening at the washington pavilion and we had met and we were kind of throwing around different ideas about different things and and then jack had asked if i would be the producer of it and i thought that's that's exactly what i would love to do i just for some reason that seems perfectly in my wheelhouse mm -hmm. i i've done a ton of things you know on camera and i don't necessarily think that that's where i belong in in the entertainment world i think that i'm probably more of a behind the scenes more of a writer more of a thinker like that but i don't mind being on camera i just don't think that that's where i'm meant to be so it is such a great challenge for me and such a great opportunity to play this producing part because like i said i do think it's in my wheelhouse and i'm super excited about that and every single challenge that we seem to have come across we easily navigate through and it just seems like everything's rolling perfectly along so um i don't i can't i can't imagine being in a different spot when it, when it comes to this particular show and i do think that everybody else is really well placed as well including yourself i think everybody is really really in a great spot in the show yeah and yeah. and it, it, this is kind of like how it was really cool how, kind of how it all like recently just came to be because um Mitchell happens to be at the show that we did right before our most recent one. Mm -hmm. And he was like, he was up in the balcony, you know, he's watching like Batman. He was up in the rafters. Just kind of like, <laughs> judging. Was, yeah, judging. <laughs> Seven foot hanging upside down. <laughs> yeah, hanging upside, no one noticed. <laughs> and, uh, so he watched the show. And then um, right before um, the next show that we had, he's like, hey, um, you mind if I um, come hang out? And, you know, if you guys need any help. And, and we're like, yeah. And so that next show pre-show was chaos it was That's right. the day of the show was absolute madness and like the first thing that started is the backdrop that we use like behind the desk and everything take it out of the case wrinkled to high oh, heaven yes totally wrinkled and my mom Which is mo freaking out. jack's mom blames jack by the way yeah and she's like did you just wad this thing up and shove it in the bag and i was like no he's like maybe and he's like probably yeah but no and then uh mitchell comes and he's like i've got a steamer and, yep, a and great he, one a new like this this new oh, steamer yeah. from costco a huge one and i'm like those steamers are way better than irons they yes, will, they like, are. The, the wrinkles will melt away yeah. so i said let me just run and get it so i ran home grabbed that yeah i'm like steaming this curtain and then there's like there was a there's a part of the show that we hadn't quite worked out yet and we needed to rehearse it yeah it was the, the part because we we added this new character yes. who's a mascot and the mascot doesn't say anything yes. but he just makes weird noises his name is oswald his name is oswald <laughs> and he's supposed to like come out and like take this phone from this telethon we're doing it bizarre and, and he has a big costume on so he can't even really grab the phone very well with his hands yeah there's all kinds of problems we're running into that we didn't anticipate at all and, and all this is going on at once and we're like how do we do this and so mitchell just kind of steps in and takes charge and my mom said this is the scene she walks in to the belbus later that day and she she just sees Mitchell 
screaming. She sees him and I dead seriously screaming at this mascot. Now crawl away as the kids beat you with these bats. And we're like desperately trying to get this show together. But like we just take a step back and like this is what we're doing right now. Yeah. And, it, and the funny part is, is it's such uh, it was such madness and chaos. But also the topic of what we're doing is so dumb. It's it so ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, these kids are like beating him with these plastic like bats and stuff. And it just the whole thing was so ridiculous that um it felt hilarious that we're taking it so seriously yeah we're taking it so really serious like yeah trying to get this rehearsed and you're right i think yeah that and, and at that point i wasn't even a producer i was there just to kind of help the flow and see what i could do and and see where i could kind of fit in to help because i just i always have looked at myself as like um somebody who kind of wants to fix problems i don't want to be the problem i just mm. want to come in and if i see a problem or if they see a problem i want to see i i love trying to fix it especially when it comes to television or production or things like that so that's kind of how i've always seen my position and um and that particular night it really shone because yeah. we were thrown so many problems and we had to navigate and fix them so quickly and we did and shortly after that was when they asked if i would be the producer that's right and so we've learned like a lot from and we've made it's been a while since we've had a live show yep and so we've learned a lot from then until now and we're today's show day we're yeah. excited to see how it's gonna go in fact this is i think is this my first uh, show as a producer? Yeah, as a produ true. Yeah, this will be my first show as a producer, but it doesn't even seem that way because we have been filming and meeting and doing so much since that last show. And I mean, we're talking hours and hours of meeting and planning and writing and rewriting. And and uh, they, these meetings happen all over town. They happen in churches. They happen in cafes. <laughs> they happen at my house. And um, wherever so, we can get together, yes, exactly. <laughs> under the bridge at Forty First yeah. Street. <laughs> yes, and, and, That's where I live. <laughs> <laughs> down by the river down by the yes, river exactly. so we are, are meeting as much as we can to get this show to uh, the point where it is absolutely ready and, and we just want to all feel so comfortable about it because we're all so proud of it anyway and all the shows that we do but this one in particular we're really excited for mm -hmm. all right so let's talk about this one guests tonight <laughs> yes we got some big ones tonight we do we do we've got um Miss South Dakota. Yes. Oh. Yep. Hunter, Hunter Whidbey. Hunter Whidbey's going to be on. She's going to even do her talent. So oh, we wow. So we get to yeah. see that. Mm -hmm. Yes. So she'll be there. Um, and then it, it, it turned into kind of a Miss um, America style show because we also have landed the CEO and president and chairwoman of the Miss America organization, Chantel Krebs. She is also um, our former, former yes. yep, Secretary of State here in South Dakota and a and good a former. friend of mine. And a former Miss South Dakota, and um, and a good friend of mine, and I've worked with her in the Miss South Dakota pageant process. Sean Cable and I have emceed the pageant for 15 years together mm -hmm. as a duo, and so we became so ingratiated in that system and with the the contestants. and And uh, and Chantel's always been a really close friend of ours, so we've seen her through, you know, being Secretary of State and and then going on to be be named the CEO of Miss America is a huge thing. And the fact that she's in that position is pretty cool. So no doubt. And also the fact that she's willing to come on and do this show True. is really amazing. Yeah. And it fits perfectly that Hunter is there to showcase the South Dakota side of the pageant and that um, Chantel is there to really give us the national level of Miss America and what it means. And then, of course, Mr. Potter. Yes. Oh, yes. yes. I mean, have we, we talked we were, to Mr. Potter fully yeah, about we this? Were, 
We were uh, getting to that uh, because you know, just a few shows ago, Mr. Potter uh, came on as your producer. Yes. And uh, he seems kind of headstrong. He is. Uh, a little cantankerous. Yes. Uh, he has, uh, there's probably many superlatives that we could say about him that are not good. <laughs> uh, but he, he seems to get the job done. So, oh, yeah. you know, now that Mitchell has been named producer of the show... What's going to happen when these our, two get together? Yeah, our head's going to roll. I it's, mean, it's, yeah. it's it's all going to hit the fan. Let's just say Jerry Springer has never yes. seen anything like it. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I can't wait to see that tonight. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'll be fun. <laughs> yes, it's, it's only fun. audio, so you didn't see the eye roll. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. I mean, that is such a funny thing, though. I mean, does does your audience know that you are Mr. Potter, by the way? Some do. Yeah. <laughs> that, was now a, they was all that do. a secret? Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it's when I when I play a particular uh, character, I, mm -hmm. I allude to it often. Oh, I see. Okay, uh, cool. But you know, don't come right out and say. By the way, I'm Mr. Potter. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I should say on my website, I did change that uh, under the you know character actor and so forth. Now okay. a regularly scheduled part of late night <laughs> yes. as good. Mr. Potter. Yeah, yes. good, yes. good. You deserve that that credit. And and honestly, it is one of my favorite parts of the show i um have been watching it from the beginning but but this edition of mr potter is so <laughs> funny because we really can do all sorts of off the wall things oh, with no it doubt. because yeah. as the acting producer which which mr potter is he and and, and old and cantankerous you know like that kind yeah. of guy in a wheelchair by the way too <laughs> um he uh can we can put in so many funny things he can he can suggest crazy off the wall ideas because he's mr potter and yeah. and it can be so hysterical so there, there's it, it it gives us so many areas and avenues to go when it comes to writing that uh we are so excited to have to have mr potter as part of the show well, you know he invented video he, he, yeah <laughs> he, he invented video himself <laughs> there's, well there's even a really hilarious line that i keep laughing at the the president line about coolidge or something yes yes he brings up coolidge but, but i just love that yeah he he's his mentality is the older mentality and he's He's always mentioning presidents. That we no know. one knows when he was born. <laughs> like, and that's the other thing. Yeah, we never know when he's born. Yeah. But um, there's so many funny things to play with. But you are correct. I didn't even really think this through in my head until recently. But with the addition of me being like the actual producer of the show, this does create a hilarious level oh. of like back and forth. Very much looking forward to it. Yes. And yes. that was without an eye roll. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, literally, Mr. Potter, like the character of mr it's it's my favorite thing to write for like it's just so fun to, and I, yeah because you can't there is that random factor you can be completely random you can use any date in history yeah and and all those things even when you do use random dates it even makes it funnier too so yeah so there's just so much that you can do and with that character like last like last show or two shows ago um when we were uh mid monologue we get uh mr potter calls from us from backstage he goes boys come over here and we go off backstage and mr potter is like i had some ideas for your show and we're like mr potter the show's happening right now and he takes us in his car all the way back to his office yep. and we talk to him and he shows us the first video ever made, made. and then he brings us back to the state it was so fun yeah. yes yes he has to have a driver though since he's in the wheelchair yes, yes. yeah that so, makes it even better yeah, yeah exactly everything about it like the i, I, I should say uh limo at some point <laughs> yes yes, yes. A limo he drives on a limo 
everywhere. Gosh, that's that's the beauty of that. You know, we could easily find something like that, and it could be hilarious to add those little things. So oh, yeah. everything about Potter to me is comedy gold. Yeah. So I'm all I'm pro Potter, and I'm pro that. Pro our, our, I'm pro our new uh, mascot too, Oswald. He's Oswald, quite yeah. hilarious. <laughs> In the fact that he doesn't talk is is what makes him also quite hilarious. <laughs> but he's clumsy, and all these things happen. And he's he's a, he's dressed as a big star, like you know how yeah. the how the logo has this a big guy yellow star. Way too on the nose. Everything is yeah. So th th those two characters are two of my favorite for sure oh, um, yeah. additions by yeah. a long shot. All right. And then there's that uh, co-host that you have. Yes, that Zach Dreschkin. Yes. ZD. Yeah, he's he, you know he. I think people know who he is, maybe from all the stuff he does. Yeah, he does no, he, he, yeah, he only the, does the resume he, that, that continues to grow every week. Yes, yes, you're right. It's true. Yeah, yeah. he does a lot. Yeah, we were just filming with him last night, or sorry, three nights ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a funny thing you know, too. I mean, I don't I'm, I'm going to get a, make a new sign uh, to hold up for all my guests. This is Thursday. Yeah, <laughs> remember <laughs> today is Thursday. Today is Thursday. <laughs> so coming up for your show tonight. Yes. Yeah, yes, yes. That's true. And even when I said this morning, when does this show air? I shouldn't have probably even said this morning. Well, you're okay with that okay. because it uh, it it uh, drops at 12:01 a.m. Central Time. Oh, see? Oh. Yeah. Well, then that does So we were just like sense. having a cup of coffee at Perkins. Oh, wait a minute. They're probably closed by that time, too, aren't they? <laughs> <Yeah>. Probably. <laughs> I mean, even 24-hour restaurants I'm yes. seeing are closed. Frying like, pan oh, is, is the this... last one. Is are they really? still? It's the last one. Yeah. Well, that's good to know, though, because even as a college student, I went to SDSU, but yeah. that was, you know, they had a frying pan. We we went there all the time to study, and it was open 24 hours. Everybody yep. knew that. That's an important thing for a, a college student, for sure. I know. In a town so, like this big, you would think there would be tons exactly. of places open 24 think, hours yeah you would think well yeah. and and think about you know all the things you go to at the washington pavilion yeah you got to eat beforehand i know because yeah. nobody's going to be open after 10 o'clock when you get out of a show such a good yeah. point bosses yeah. they they, yeah. they stay yeah. open they yeah. stay open I yeah. love bosses. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, yeah. Philly cheesesteak pizza. Uh, Is that your go-to? We go -to? just got yeah. that oh, recently, my and my husband and I were like, "How have we never done this before?" Because yeah. we love Philly cheesesteaks, we love pizza, we love yeah. boss uh, 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 bosses. So we got it, and we were like, "This is our go-to now yeah. forever." Exactly. It's so good. It's a dandy, no doubt about that. And a, dandy. <laughs> yes, and the Star City one is like it has like pepperoni and cream cheese. It's so good. Ooh, oh, they got God. some good ones. Telling you, cheese, no doubt about it. <laughs> Only one thing better and cream cheese well too What's that? peanut butter and caramel oh you mean together yeah. or separately separate together what about mixed at different ratios it's peanut. they're both gifts from god which one what what, what what did you say peanut butter caramel brownies oh i did make those ones yes. And, and you know those caramels? <laughs> you know those caramels that come in a clear wrapper. The, the recipe called that you unwrap those and you put them in the brownie mix, oh, and then you pour oh. the other brownie mix over on top, and then you bake that, and it comes out gooey in the middle. Mm, mm, Can you believe that? And they're going to be in the green room tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I probably should. I'm actually quite. I, yes. I bake and I cook all the time, so I probably should make some stuff and bring it. Yes. <laughs> all right. Good Looking point. forward to it. Uh, so. Jack, you've answered these questions before. Uh, so when you're not part of the entertainment scene, what do you like to be entertained by? Oh, what do I like to be entertained? Honestly, I love video games. Really? Yeah. I, like, oh, yeah. if I have free time and I'm not doing anything, 
I'm sitting down and I'm playing video games. What about board games? It doesn't translate. Love to... board games. Uh-huh. Like Love so, but you, but you have to have a partner with board games. With yeah. video games, you like the solitude of it. Sometimes okay. I can if my buddies are on, then I'll play video games with them, or I'll just play by myself and just put on music and play and relax. Yeah. Okay. Or if I have buddies at home or something, I love playing uh board games. The top two board games of all time. Number one is chess. Number two, Monopoly. Mm. I, I can agree with the Monopoly, but chess, right. chess nobody Ooh. is agreeing with you on chess. First no, of all, it no, feels no. like homework. <laughs> it feels yeah. like you're doing too much work here. Yeah, I mean, it's way too, th- you got to think know, way too much on that one. When, when I'm playing a board game, I'm usually having a Jack Daniels Diet Coke with a lime. <laughs> you don't want to think. I don't want to think. Yeah. Yes. In yeah. fact, I noticed recently. I don't even mind losing at those games. <laughs> <laughs> We're playing tic-tac-toe. Screw it. <laughs> yes. In fact, I recently realized that like Candyland, you can't get more of uh there's no you don't have to put any brain power into Candyland. You turn a card yeah. over and you go to that color. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, I'm really good at Candyland. Yeah. You know what? There's no skill levels. <laughs> there's an intro for somebody. And yeah. a self-proclaimed expert of Candyland. <laughs> well, that's funny that you say that because do you know that there are contests around the world for rock, paper, scissors? Now I thought that yes. rock, paper, scissors was very much a random game that there's no way you could win or cheat or be good at there are contests and there mm-hmm. are people who often win i don't know how but like they win the the, the, the championship and they get all sorts of money for I it i think they're mind readers <laughs> they have to be. have to be don't they, they have to be yeah. no but, but speaking of monopoly there are also monopoly contests oh, and they give away no tons doubt. of money for that yeah. too and that is an annual thing that happens really and i think the final happens like in vegas i watched a documentary about it but it's all about monopoly and they, these people are experts at it and the only thing is they don't play by any of the the rules that americans have added to the game over the years i did a huge deep dive on this once but you know how we put like five hundred dollars in the middle and if you pass go you can collect it like there's all sorts of different things Mm -hmm. we add or if you go to whatever it is but we um if you take out all of those actual added things the game goes really quickly they say Uh. it's only supposed to last about an hour or two but we add all these things to give people second yeah. chances, and pretty soon the game lasts a whole day. But <laughs> but in this in this cha- the, you know this challenge where they play this game for a competition, they don't add those extras. Okay, so it's back to the basics on yeah, that. Yeah, then. yeah. All right. Okay, so Mitchell Olson, yes. not part when you're not part of the entertainment scene. What do you like to be entertained by? Well, when I'm not looking up Monopoly facts, yeah. <laughs> yeah. no I, deep dives. Right? No, I do love. I do love that term. Even like I do like a deep dive on Wikipedia all the time on certain things, uh-huh. like honeybees and like or like on the Queen of England. Like I will go into these deep dives and just kind of find out all these interesting fun facts. And I, I don't know why, but it just entertains me for hours. I do like that. But I'm a huge TV guy, so when it comes mm. to um, um, television, like there couldn't be a bigger proponent of it. So. Um, with netflix with every I, I have every i just realized the other day i think i have every streaming service available which is sad but <laughs> you know, we used too. to do we used to have you know cable and that was super expensive and oh. so we cut out cable and started adding streaming services one at a time and at mm-hmm. first we were like we're saving all kinds of money well now we're back to what we were paying for cable pretty much we're, we're still under that at least are you okay yeah but the other thing is you know uh we also have the income that we can afford it now too yes yeah that yeah, yeah. that helps <laughs> back back what it was like Oh, God, I had to work a come and go for a while. Yeah. <laughs> that was kind of tough. Yeah, I know. I know, right? So, I, yeah, I, I watch TV constantly. It's just something that I love. And, um, and so I would say that that's probably my biggest uh, habit or thing that I do outside of anything else. 
And what's the go-to right now on that? Gosh, it varies so much. Yeah. Like I just saw the documentary um, called, I think, 99 about Woodstock 99 mm -hmm. and completely forgot what a disaster that was, yeah. by the way. Completely Huge. forgot about that. Yeah. Um, but it was such an interesting watch because I remember seeing those MTV breaks and I remember seeing those people throwing bottles and burning the <laughs> stage and stuff. So I, but I completely had blocked it out for some reason. But that's a really interesting documentary. So I, I'll go to a documentary or a TV show and and you know stranger things is happening or kind of wrapping up for a lot of people right now but um i i watched severance which was really great i didn't think it would be really mm -hmm. good but i saw it was up for like 14 awards and i thought well i should at least see what it's about and and i that's another point i try to follow the trends so you know right. how when you go to netflix and it says what are people watching now mm -hmm. i am glued to that list squid game I did watch Squid did Game. Watch I loved it. Yeah, I, I don't think you could find a single show that wasn't one of those trendy or kind of shows that people talked about where I didn't watch it. Like, I remember being the first guy to watch Tiger King because it was one of those shows that came out at like midnight or something, right? And I couldn't sleep and I just hit play on this. And it was the next morning I was on 104.7 and um, with Andy and Tasha and they were asking me something and I, I told them about how, how I want to get home to finish watching this Tiger King show that I was watching and they were like what is this about and I kept telling them how great it was and within a day or so the whole world was talking about the Tiger King um, but and, and then I and then I became like pen pals with him in prison which is hilarious <laughs> really <laughs> yes <laughs> and now we can, we still communicate the actual group. Tiger King yes really? often we talked on the phone <laughs> okay. in fact I was going to even like film like an episode <laughs> Like on my on my Facebook okay. Live, do like a talk on the phone. That, that's no already way. better than what I was going to come up with. I was just going to say, "Oh, sure, you got that new hair, and you want to go to a mullet, huh?" <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Good point. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, he's kooky because well by the way right now he's he just uh he has stage four cancer and so he's going oh, he's going wow. through a lot yeah but um but he's kind of a, a kooky guy and he thought all this time he was you know he should have been free and he thought that the president was going to let him out and exonerate him and all this stuff so he feels really burned by by being by the fact that he's, he's in jail. still in jail yeah, yeah. but yeah so that's most of what the conversations are about <laughs> <laughs> how can i get out of here is yeah, the biggest yeah, question yeah how can i get out I'm breaking out of here. <laughs> no wall can stop the Tiger King. Right. <laughs> right. Late night moment. A show tonight, seven o'clock. Yes. Doors open at six thirty. Actually, I think at seven. Right. Yep. yep. So we're doing that oh, now. We're like okay. people. Yeah. So people can show up. There's no tickets needed or right. anything. It's free, so people can show up. And it's by the way, it's the Belbis side. So right. if you park on the oh, other yeah. side, you're probably better off. Side. Yeah. yeah. And then so the west side and and so the Belbis side. There's a big lobby in there, but you can get there before seven. Of course, we open the doors at seven, and then you can get a good seat. Uh, there's balcony seats, which is kind of mm -hmm. a different door, but those are great seats too every seat there is good I've, I've sat in them all but there's a great bird eye view from from up above and so anywhere is good but yeah seven o'clock is when the doors open yes okay yeah awesome looking forward to it and i'm sure mr potter is looking forward to yes. it as well yes. he better be mr potter all right <laughs> mitchell olson and jack unruh from late night boomin thank you guys appreciate it thank you thank you and we'll be back with more of the dave holly hour in just a moment Comedy magician and hypnotist Jesse Moffitt's right. He can't play the piano, but he can sure entertain crowds with his amazing magic and clever quips. His shows always make the participants the stars, especially when they've fallen asleep on stage. Uh, I mean, they've been hypnotized. Are you the party planner in your group? 
then you owe it to your group to make the event magical, even if it puts you to sleep. Here's how. For booking information, go to Jesse Moffat Entertainment on Facebook. That's J-E-S-S-E-M-O-F-F-I-T-T. -S -S -E or call 605-929-0964. Ladies, when it's time to give your nails some love, get that extra special treatment from Quality Nails on South Minnesota Avenue in Sioux Falls. Manicures and pedicures that look great and make you feel fantastic. Zaya and Tony provide professional care for your hands and feet, whether you just want the basics or an extra special look with added flair. Oh, and guys, it's okay to treat yourself too. Quality Nails, call for an appointment, 605-334-1463. He's a bit flirtatious, but most of all, fun. Once again, here's Dave Hawley. Welcome back, everybody. Always a pleasure to have you along, but it's always a pleasure to have new guests along, and we do have that today. In fact, we're going to be talking about a group we've never talked about before. We're looking forward to this. They've got a big event coming up in October. They are Brett and Laura Cooper from White Spruce Chamber Players. You got it. Did I do it? You got it. Yes. All right. <laughs> hey, great to have you on the show for the first time. Thank you very much for having us. Yes, it's a, it's a pleasure, and I just happen to have the feeling that uh, uh, after we're finished today, I'll probably go, yeah, they should be back sometime, too. Okay. that, too. Yeah, that would be great, uh, but let's uh, talk about, first of all, uh, the chamber group that you have. What does it consist of? We are uh, a chamber music collective. Uh, you see these often in bigger cities. Mm -hmm. um, New York has a, a very famous chamber music collective. And we, um, it sounds fancy, but we just pulled our, pulled our friends together. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we, we pick music that we want to play, and we play music that our friends want to play, and, and we have a really fun time. Awesome. Brett, what made you say, yeah. Sounds like a good idea. Let's do this. It was kind of born out of necessity. Laura was working on her master's degree okay. at um, University of South Dakota, and her final graduate recital needed a chamber music piece. So most of the rest of the uh -huh. program had been just the two of us, her on cello, right. me on piano. So we needed to cobble together some extra friends for a larger piece, and we had such a good time doing that that we figured, let's just keep on doing this. And and it's kind of organically out. born as such. Six <laughs> years, yeah, six years later, here we are. All right, so Laura, you play cello. Do yes. you play other strings as well? I try not to. Okay, you, you like sticking <laughs> to the cello. Yeah, that's a good thing. Any other instruments besides that, though? No, no, wow. I'm a one-trick pony. Okay. Yeah. But what made you decide on that? And how old were you when you uh, chose that's that? That's a funny story, actually. So um, I actually teach now at Patrick Henry Middle School mm -hmm. and John Harris Elementary, and I'm really proud to be teaching in the program I started in. Um, I started in fourth grade at school, just like many of my students. Um, so that's really neat for me. Uh, I landed on cello because the orchestra teacher came into my classroom and gave the spiel and said, you know, you should sign up for orchestra. Here are your options. Went home and told my mom, I'm playing the double bass. And she said, think again. <laughs> and so I ended up with the next biggest instrument, the cello. And there you uh, go. Mother knows a little best. more easy to handle. <laughs> and, and yes. you know, I've, I've uh, talked to Andrew Reinhardt's before on this show uh, about the big bass and so forth. And uh, one of the things that he's happy about is, you know, the technology that's come along, not in making basses, but in making what you travel with them. Yeah, it's just a lot easier. 
So piano, you don't travel with that. You got to find one, don't you, Brett? Every time. Yeah, every time. It's an adventure. Okay. And when did uh, the piano playing start for you? That was right before I turned eight, and the inspiration for that was my aunt at her house. She actually had a player piano, and um, we kind of grew up during the Disney Renaissance. And my aunt was still buying rolls for. Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin and Lion King, they were still making piano rolls. Right. And so my cousins would play that piano in her, I'm making air quotes, play yeah. the piano in her basement. <laughs> and so I just saw those keys flying a mile a minute and just thought, well, that's something I have to give a shot. Yeah. And uh, did it come naturally to you or was it uh, painstaking at times? I think, I've, you know, fish to water. I've always kind of been a fan. Okay. Yeah. yeah well, that makes it easier, doesn't yeah. it? You know, when it comes to music, uh, you do like to, to go with what you enjoy yourself and uh, so forth so uh when you guys started uh you said it was just two of you then you grabbed a few other friends and, and pulled them in what do they think of the whole works now well they keep coming back and we can't pay them so it must be okay <laughs> we feed them <laughs> we do feed them uh, mcdonald's or you to go someplace or you just feed them at your home it's kind of the world's best potluck every thursday oh. yeah every thursday i gotta learn how to play fiddle or something <laughs> <laughs> Come on and join us anytime. <laughs> All right, I will do that. I'll take you up on it if I can. Uh, but uh, you've got a big event coming up. Is it October 2nd? It's a Sunday at 4, correct? Correct. It's kind of a weekend set. We'll be in Mitchell on October 1st at okay. 4, and then we'll be here in Sioux Falls on October 2nd at 4. Correct. All right. And uh, where will it be here? Yes, at Falls? Westminster Presbyterian Church on 26 and Bonson. Okay. Yep. Know the facility. And uh, so now let's talk about why it's big stuff. I mean, uh, you know, it's, it's a big opportunity for you because this is a world premiere of a piece, isn't it? Sure is. Yeah. Tell us about that. I'll try not to eat up the whole <laughs> duration of the well, time you get to speak to you. It takes, well, the backstory quite a takes a minute. Yeah. There we go. Okay. There we go. Fill them up. Um, when we had first started, this was about six years ago. Our um, violist, she is the director of orchestra, and she's also a keyboard professor at Dakota Wesleyan and Mitchell, and we did one of our first programs there. She had a colleague, his name was Nigel McBain, and he was an Australian native who had made his way over to Mitchell, and he was one of the church music directors for the Catholic churches in town, and was sort of some kind of colleague of hers at Dakota Wesleyan. Mm -hmm. They sort of knew each other, only as sort of mild acquaintances. And he happened to be around the afternoon we were practicing right before our Mitchell program. And unbeknownst to us, the guy's a composer, and he just got really inspired by what we were playing. And we played um, the Schubert Trout Quintet, which is kind of a famous mm -hmm. piece in the chamber uh, canon. And it's got a weird configuration. You almost never hear violin, viola, cello, bass, and piano. And so he just, without even being prompted, felt compelled to write something for us. And by the time he had written it, he had moved back to Australia, but just kind of said, oh, hey, by the way, here's a piece I wrote for you. Go ahead and play it if you ever get the chance. Well, that's in incredible because, uh, you know, sometimes maybe somebody was inspired to write, but to actually having heard you just say, I'm going to write something for you. So not just a world premiere, but specifically aimed for you guys. And we didn't even have to commission it. It was cool. Yeah, uh, it, it was very cool how it came about. And we are very pleased to finally get to do it. We had this um, halfway worked up in 2020 and then ended up deciding, making the difficult decision to cancel that concert um, because yeah, of the Yeah, a few pandemic. things happened. Yeah. yeah. Um, part of the reason was... Um, 
Mr. McBain was not able to come for the premiere then, and you can come to the premiere now because <laughs> airline tickets are out of control from yes. Australia. <laughs> but we were hoping and rescheduling that Nigel would be able to be here with us. Uh, he will be uh, sending a video to play oh, along with the performance wonderful. talking about the piece. So we're really excited to have his input there. Um, and he's been really involved in our rehearsal process as well, zoomed in mm -hmm. a few rehearsals and listened to some recordings and sent us some notes. So it's a really unique, cool experience to work with a, a composer who's still around. What is the piece like? And, and has he given you insights as to what he was thinking of about you guys specifically? What he um, wrote? So the piece is kind of cool. There's a famous orchestral piece called Pictures at an Exhibition that is um, kind of a tour of an art gallery. Mm -hmm. And this piece reminds me of that piece a lot. Um, it is a tour of a palace. Palazzo is a palace. And he takes you through um, the terrace and the rose garden and the ballroom. So each, um, each movement of the piece, each section of the piece is... A, a different room in the palace. Wonderful. But why did he think of you guys with that? Sorry. What? Why, why did he think of the two of you and, and your group for that? What, what made him say, okay, this group, art gallery. Did, I, has he given you any uh, Yeah, the title is, is a little bit of a jumping off point. So Palazzo mm -hmm. Palace, when he lived in Mitchell, that's, quote, the Palace, the palace. City. Right. So I think he just kind of <laughs> did a little bit of a music Sneaky pun. Sneaky this man is. I'm sorry? Sneaky this man is, yes, isn't yes, he? Yes, very clever, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, and um, I'm not exactly sure. It, it's, it's still a little bit of a mystery exactly what the inspiration was and, like, exactly where he decided to sort of, like, you know, if you, if you say it's the Australian South Dakotan, like, you know, 21st century version of pictures at an exhibition with a Mitchell twist, you're like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> so will we be thinking of uh, different colors of maize? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like different dance genres. So it's like one movement, mm -hmm. you know, if he, in the ballroom, it's a waltz. And when they right. go to um, the terrace, it's a little bit of a bossa nova. And when they go to the apartments, it's a tango. And when they do, yeah, it's, so I don't know if he was just kind of cutting his teeth on all the different uh -huh. genres he could kind of put into one package. I don't know. It's, it's a really fun piece. When you took a look at it the first time, you get the sheet music. And uh, had he played it for you prior or anything? Luckily, he had used some clever software that had um, produced like a MIDI recording. Okay. So, I mean, it sounds a little bit like a, you know, old school Mario right. Brothers video game soundtrack. But you but you could get a feel you for got what the, it was. And, yeah. and what did you think of it when you heard it for the first time? And then what did you think of it when you played it for the first time? I loved it initially. It's very um, easy on the ears, Brett would okay. say. Um, sometimes new music is an acquired taste mm -hmm. and this is not that it's very accessible and very enjoyable to listen to i think it is a tough piece to play <laughs> <laughs> we've uh, spent a lot of time working out transitions and what do you do here and how does that fit with what i do here and but it's really starting to come together i'm really excited about it oh looking forward to it as well already got as, as soon as we you know had this all set uh to talk about it i put it in the calendar go oh hey I can be there. We'd love it. Yeah. So I will be there. Yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, let's uh, talk about the group again in terms of where all you play besides uh, putting on a program such as this. Sure. Um, for a number of years, the pavilion was sort of our summer home. 
and we've been featured um, at the first Congregational Church Art Series, and we've been, there's a contact of ours down in Yankton. We played there a couple of times. Um, we had originally been set to play at the New Music Fest at University of South Dakota, but then, you know, COVID happened. Um, and our violist, Liz, she works at Dakota Wesleyan. Where else have we played? We've been invited to play at the Poplar's Piano Gallery. We're working on a, oh, on a date for that, so that'd that's be really excellent. exciting. Yeah, yeah, love that place. Mm-hmm. Spent too much money there sometimes. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, now, just I, I'm, I'm taking a stab in the dark at this. Uh, did your group, were they the ones that played at uh, Sean Baker's uh, documentary release? That was not us. That wasn't you guys. Okay. Yeah. Well, then I haven't heard you. And which means that I definitely have to get to this concert and, and take it you. in. Yeah, and uh, be very. Um, I, I just have the feeling I'm going to be walking out of there with a glow. Uh, and, and I do that partly because I do happen to just love arts and entertainment. But also, you know, our chance here to get to know each other a little bit today and so forth, then it becomes more personal. And I'm sure that, uh, you know, everything that you guys have uh, been through and where you've played and the different people you've played with and the, the fact that your jobs are related to arts and entertainment as well has to make this just uh, a heartfelt, you know, everything's bursting out at once, doesn't it? It really is one of my favorite things that I do. Um, you know, I love to teach and I love the other groups that I play with, but how many times have I said to you after rehearsal, oh my gosh, White Spruce is my favorite thing. Oh my gosh, White Spruce <laughs> makes me so happy. It really is a very special thing to play music with your friends. Yeah. Now, uh, do you rehearse in your home or do you have a spot? Um, if the dog's behaving, we'll rehearse okay. in our home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, not on key? I'm sorry? He's not on key? Uh, he, you know what it is? The the violin hits his ears just the wrong way, and he gets a little he gets a little worked oh. up. Yeah. Well, and we can never stop, or he thinks somebody needs to pet him. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, how long have you been working on this piece, particularly? Uh, as I mentioned before, we started working on it in 2020, 2020. and worked on it for maybe a month or two, and. Um, when the University of South Dakota canceled their new music mm-hmm. festival, we had decided beforehand, you know, every every group had the incredibly difficult decision during the pandemic whether mm-hmm. to forge ahead, whether to take a break. Um, so we had or decided... Or do video. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we decided early on that premiering the piece on video didn't really do it justice the way we wanted it to. Mm-hmm. We really wanted to have a live premiere of the work. Yeah. Um, so we had decided early on to to tie our fall concert, our, that decision, to USD. If, dis, if USD goes ahead, we'll do ours too. If USD cancels, we'll cancel too. And so when USD canceled, we said, let's hang it up and yeah. um, table it for another time. And then we came back to it with a new violinist, actually, our original violinist, um, opened a new business, the Queen City Balloon Bar, if you're looking for balloons or party supplies. <laughs> Good plug. <laughs> but she yeah. uh, wasn't able to join us again this time. So we started again with a new violinist in May. And things have been going really well. Excellent. All right. So, Brett, uh, we've already talked uh, that uh, Laura is a teacher and uh, is the director of the uh, symphony, correct, at, uh, at Patrick Henry? Yes, um, yes, I teach orchestra at Patrick Orchestra, yep. okay. 
Yeah, all right. And uh, But you are at the Washington Pavilion on a daily basis. Tell us a little bit about what you do. Yeah, I am in the development office, and I have sort of a two-hat role of being the grant writer as well as the volunteer coordinator at the Pavilion. All right. What's it take to be a grant writer? Just follow the directions. It's as simple as that because I need a grant right now for, uh, you know, handicap steering and so forth. Sure. I'd say yeah. um, just, you know, I... Most granting organizations are very good about explaining exactly what they're requesting from you and yeah. do nothing more, nothing less, just ex- oh, you know, only an exact Awesome. Way. Okay. Yeah. All right. What about the other half of the uh, department that, that you're in? Uh, volunteer coordinator, I guess the kicker to that is just know and just know that everybody is there to add value and to be grateful for their initiative to just, you know, provide service and just be grateful for it and just lift them up and support them and set them up for success you know uh, and we'll get to this question at the end uh, that i always like to end with but uh, i'll give you a little bit of a precursor for it is the fact that uh, you know i'd like to ask when you're not entertaining or working in entertainment what do you like to be entertained by but one of the things that i find uh, so often is that uh, basically if you're in arts and entertainment you're in arts and entertainment uh, you know, that's the hobby. It's it's the passion. Uh, and uh, people are so passionate about it that, you know, they got to be uh, employed in it. And then they got to have their side gigs in it and their relaxation in it. Uh, and like I said, we'll get back. But at least I give you an opportunity now to ponder on that in, in a few minutes. Uh, but uh, when it comes to the rehearsals and so forth, you already talked about when you started working on this piece. How long do you rehearse for? And, uh, you know. Where's that fine line of, okay, we've worked on this one enough, we we got to move on and, and do something else in our repertoire? Oh, I always tell my <laughs> students that uh, you work on it till you get it right or till you can't stand to work on it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, and we've uh, done a little of both in this mm-hmm. piece, so I... I think we all, uh, I mean, we're all teachers and professional musicians in the area. So um, I think we all know when we've got it and when to say, hey, let's table that and work on Mm -hmm. that again next week. All right. So, Brett, uh, your answer to that question then. You know, the just funny ditto your wife or? Absolutely. She knows okay. best, yeah. <laughs> Smart um, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of the picky one in the group, actually, I think. <laughs> what's, what's funny about, cha- not funny, but what's unique about chamber music that I think you take for granted in most other groups is there's no conductor directing traffic. Mm. So everyone has to collectively know their own right. stuff. And there's only one on every part. So everybody has to know exactly what they're yeah. doing and be aware of what's going on around them at the same time. And in the case of this particular piece, the composer made a really easy sounding piece, but to put it together with five people all at the same time, it's a real acrobatics act. So, you know, I, as you say that, I realize that, but also as you said that, it was like, Never thought of it before. Yeah. When it comes to chamber music that, yeah, one per part. Yep. Can't blame it on somebody else. <laughs> There's a lot of good eye contact and a lot of good, uh, yeah. a lot of good cue sniffs. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. This is episode number 143. That's the first use of cue sniffs. Trademark. Yes, we've got that one. <laughs> Get it out there. Register that baby right now. You may be wanting it later on. Uh, so tell us about, uh, well, uh, Brett, you had mentioned that uh, this particular piece, um, you, you can tell that there's the different dance genres and mm-hmm. so forth in it. How about uh, as a group, what are the genres that you play? 
do you just stick primarily to basically what's just been written for chamber music or do you go you know there's some songs out there that maybe they're a few years old uh, that wouldn't be thought of as chamber music do you adapt those we have not personally done that, but I know that there are some um, groups that do that. So I think of, was it like the Brooklyn duo mm-hmm. and like the, the piano guys? Like the Vitamin String Quartet. Yeah. yeah, that's a really popular thing to do right now. Um, I love the idea. My arranging skills are middle school level. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you so, teach elementary. Oh, you do teach middle school, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we have not, but uh, that's not something we've explored yet. There is a wealth of, of music written for all kinds of mm-hmm. classical um, ensembles. And so kind of that we're pop kinda, hybrid mm-hmm. crossover right. stuff. Yeah. I think if we had a look, if we had just more time to devote to prepping up some kind you know come to the our wine bar and do sort of a pop gig or something that's absolutely something on the table it's just they're all educators and they all get super busy especially around the holidays and so well i'll I'll put a bug in your ear yeah another inspiration one that i would love to hear and it's actually a fairly old song now girl from ipanema best song Oh, how fun yeah i like that one too (laughs) and of course you can always think of the blues brothers when they're in the uh elevator going up to pay the taxes too that's right <laughs> so every time i pay taxes i think of the girl from mm-hmm. as well all right and uh, so again let's uh, just uh, kind of recap when the program is and uh, let's find out all the details on that for october 2nd sure so it's going to be october 2nd four in the afternoon at westminster presbyterian that's at 26th and bonson in sioux falls we'll be premiering um nigel mcbain's palazzo as well as um, we're kind of doing an overarching sort of Americana program. We're going to uh, complement that piece with a couple of really delightful string quartet numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, George Gershwin wrote this oh, nice little quartet Gershwin called music. Lullaby. Found out it was actually a homework assignment that he wrote back in the day. Oh, that's wow. funny. Yeah, it was a homework. It was like a theory and yeah. counterpoint exercise. So really nice piece by Gershwin called The Lullaby. And... Um, Kind of one of the all-time greats in the chamber genre, the Dvorak American Queen, mm-hmm. or Quartet, excuse me. Excellent. Well, yeah. we look forward to that. And uh, tickets? Free will offering. Free will. I'm there twice. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I trust me. I'm a big tipper, so you're in good shape. All right. Look forward to that. Uh, so here we go. All right. I'm going to go Brett first. When you're not part of the entertainment and arts scene what do you like to be entertained by entertained by don't look at me his favorite (laughs) thing truly as his wife i can tell you is playing the piano (laughs) (laughs) we ride bikes how about that we ride okay yeah Yeah, so another hobby then yeah bike riding but what about to other local entertainment and so forth what do you like to take in tricky there's just a wealth of stuff i need to sort of tip my hat to all the different theater groups you know if that's oh, monstrous or yeah. good night or premier playhouse or other chamber groups so i the other chamber group may have been the sioux falls chamber music collective mm-hmm. they're a great group um you know lots of choral ensembles transept and yes yeah, so, i mean it's i'm just really floored by on the professional and you know kind of amateur in amateur and the i love to do it sense of the right. word you know talent that there is around town so just whenever calendar's free and 
we're able to go there's a lot of great things happening in town yeah i'm blown away by all the talent that we have and it just keeps growing and like you said uh you know there's so many other things going on now it's not just the premier playhouse mm -hmm. it's not just old town yep. you know a good night came along uh, seven years ago now monstrous has been around for a few years now and then and the my places, apologies to every other great group that yeah, i forgot to mention just now. broadcast <laughs> uh you know the the ladies and so forth yep and the different venues you know people are putting on plays in barns people are putting on plays at uh, book co-ops yep. and anywhere that they can find a space and it's just uh, so fun to see that and I, I think it is um, definitely helping our uh, arts and entertainment community grow uh, I always make the uh, or talk about it a lot that because uh, I grew up down in Rock Rapids and um, you know coming up here to Sioux Falls was the big thing and I think I can remember as far back as the population sign being 68,000 and here we are over 200,000 now and to see all this, and then I also talk about the fact that, you know, uh, I suppose it's been closer to 15 to 20 years now than just a decade of this explosion of everything that's going on, you know, because we've now had a sculpture walk for 20 years. I remember interviewing uh, Mr. Clark when I was at the Kelloweam about, well, what's this sculpture walk all about? And then to see the types of things that pull in people uh, to our community, it's just been fantastic, and uh, I, I can't wait to see what the next, you know, 15 to 20 years are going to bring for us as well. All right. My Laura, turn. Your turn. You know, um, as you and Brett were, were just talking about um, the arts community and everything, what, what really struck me as really special about Sioux Falls is how much the arts community supports each other. Yep. I think it's just fantastic, and I think it's something Collaboration, not competition. Yes, and yeah. it's something you don't see everywhere, I think. Um, so I just feel really happy to be part of such an incredibly welcoming and supportive arts community. And... Uh, businesses welcoming artists into their spaces right. as well um so i just think sioux falls is a really special place to be um we we try to get out and support as much as we can brett didn't mention the washington pavilion love going to shows at the mm -hmm. pavilion um the visual arts gallery at the pavilion Amazing. is always 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 has something worth seeing um and another thing that's really fun to do that we like to do when we have time is support the state theater what a what a job <laughs> Uh, well, it's funny, you know, going back to me coming up here to Sioux Falls from Rock Rapids, the first official date where I had a license to drive, I went to the State Theater. In just a moment, when the interview's over, I'll tell you that story. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Brett Cooper and Laura Cooper, thank you so much. I appreciate you coming in to talk about White Spruce Chamber players. You did it. Got it. You got it twice. <laughs> yeah, beginning and the end. We nailed it. Fantastic. Appreciate you both coming in and uh, taking the time to be on. Thank uh, you for having us. Oh, my pleasure. And we'll be back to wrap up the Dave Holly Hour in just a moment. Sure, they have darts, and you've heard me talk about how ruggedly handsome the trivia host is, but all caps fun never stops at the Sky Lounge and Tea. And fun is best had with your friends enjoying live entertainment, as in live and local. Yeah, the Sky Lounge believes in giving you the best bands, solo artists, and comedians from the area. The Neo Johnsons, Elizabeth Hunstead, Skylar Volks, as well as many others. And a great staff will make sure you enjoy your fun at the Sky Lounge in T South Dakota. From the Dipsy Doodle Studios at the world headquarters of Big D Entertainment, 
a 40 square foot home studio in the middle of America. It's Dave Holly. Thanks again to those great guests, Jack Underwood and Mitchell Olson from Late Night Boomin', as well as Brett and Laura Cooper, White Spruce Chamber players. And, of course, to the man that put the R in R Wine Bar and Kitchen, Ricardo Terabelsi, where we recorded our conversation with the Coopers. The Late Night Boomin' Chat was recorded here in the Dipsy Doodle Production Studio. Most of all, thank you for your interest in Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment. If you haven't so far, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and get all 143 episodes online at DaveHollyHour.com. As Arts South Dakota says, home is where the art is. As I say, put some art in your heart. Remember, I'm Dave Holly, and for me, every day is a holiday. The Dave Holly Hour has been brought to you by Posh Boutique, The Sky in Tea, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Ale Hop Brewery Tours, Jesse Moffat Entertainment, and Sonny's Pizzeria. If you would like to contribute to the continued success of this podcast, simply buy Dave a cup of coffee. Go to DaveHollyHour.com and look for a coffee cup icon in the lower left. Don't forget to stay up to date on the show on Twitter and Instagram. Follow the Dave Holly Hour on Facebook and you'll be automatically entered in our Pizza with a Podcaster contest. The Dave Holly Hour is produced in the Dipsy Doodle Studios by Big D Entertainment. Thanks for listening.